0: So, unusual topic. As most of you know, my name is Acharya Das. This name, Acharya, it means those who teach by their example and Dasha means I am the servant of the great spiritual teachers who teach by example. And What has that got to do with the topic tonight? Well, we'll get there in a, in a minute. Um, this statement of Lord Jesus Christ, and let me let me just say that those who follow the path of yoga, the yoga lineage, we all offer our most profound and prostrate obeisance to Lord Jesus Christ as being such a teacher by example. Unfortunately many people think that Jesus was a Christian (laughs) and that's not truly the case depending upon how you define and understand what is a Christian. This statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, speaks about an eternal spiritual principle that has been taught since time immemorial. That if we are to come to experience actual transcendental enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment, It is necessary for us to do way more than just offer superficial allegiance to a teacher. And by doing that and proclaim, I believe in this person, and think that that is sufficient, it's not even really a starting point. At one time, I recall a verse Lord Jesus Christ stated, And on that day they will come unto me, saying, Lord, Lord, in your name we have healed, in your name we have cast out evil spirits, in your name we have proclaimed you. And I will say to them, away from me, you are workers of iniquity, you know me not, for you have not done the will of my Father. And that verse is actually astonishing because it absolutely states that you cannot simply proclaim allegiance and even perform works in the name of Jesus Christ and feel that you are a Christian. One must become intimately knowledgeable and aware of what is the actual will of the Father, as Lord Jesus Christ addressed the Supreme Lord Abba. Anybody that's a little bit um, serious that this is quite profound, this idea and this concept that more, way more, is required of me. The Vedic teachings teach that a person must actually live the life. They must walk on this path. They have a saying. It is, talk, it is, it is stated as, as following in the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. Following in the footsteps, what does does that mean? What does it mean to follow in the footsteps? Well, there are going to be two categories of great transcendentalists that we encounter since time immemorial. We have one category that has appeared in this world already in a liberated state and they dedicate their life to trying to relieve the suffering of others by, through spiritual enlightenment. But there is a second category that is equally as important. Those who may have started in a very fallen state and by um, their progressive spiritual development under the guidance of such a saintly teacher, that they have come to this platform of full God-realization and self-realization and live that life. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because it is possible for someone to start in the most fallen of condition and become recognized as as a profound transcendentalist. And the way that is done, for them to do that they are going to have to undertake a journey, a journey of discovery, of discovery not things outside of themselves, although that's part of it, but an inward journey to actually try to understand what it is that is tying me to this world. What is it that is the actual root of my suffering and unhappiness. And in that journey, such a person will go through profound changes that may be incremental. There may be events in their life that bring change. When that happens, a person can just stay in that state, or they can use that as a foundation to seek to go even further in this journey, a journey of of total enlightenment, the awakening of the highest degree of of spiritual love. And so when when Lord Jesus Christ makes a statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he is stating that one must do what he did. One must walk this path, this spiritual path in order to be able to attain this. I I had a really amazing experience yesterday. I was in Rotorua at a hui that's put on by a former um, big-time criminal that had a 19-year sentence but has been allowed out after five years because he has changed. And he is dedicating his ni- life now to to changing others. Um, he works m- primarily with with Maori, but not only Maori. Um, re- reconnecting with them, with their culture and deeper values and everything. That really, it's the, his work is wonderful. And they were having a graduation, and we were invited down. We've made a friendship with them because we're doing a documentary on criminal justice reform and um, he he had a guest speaker. This guest speaker, his name is Brownie Money, those who have followed the news or may remember a movie that was made a couple of years ago about uh, a guy in New Plymouth, was it? New Plymouth who was killed, viciously killed. Um, He had witnessed a gang killing outside his house and he became a witness for the police. And the killing was performed by this this really vicious gang, um, this chapter of the Black Power. And the person that ordered the killing was the vice president of this organization, this club, Brownie Mani, and he was sentenced to twenty-two years in jail for this this killing. So, since I was going to to be meeting him, I was just doing a little checking on, and um, his life has has transformed. He is a powerful speaker. And he speaks about the change that he has gone through, and his complete renunciation of violence and of gangs. And he feels that he can never be. He is. It is unforgivable what he has done in his life, and the things that he would tell you in this presentation he does to young people to kind of shock them into getting serious. Is is it will make your hair stand on end i'm i'm talking even for a very hardened person it's it's mind-boggling to hear and he says that no amount there is nothing that he can do in his life that would wipe away the tears of the family and the the families and the suffering that he has caused and that's a pretty heavy state to be in. And so when I started looking into him, I, I discovered a um, a blog written by the daughter of the guy that he had killed, this one guy here. They've killed many people but this, this is the one he was charged with. And she's about 22, and she was two years old um, when, when uh, three gang members in Black Power were ordered by, by Brownie to go kill this guy, they went to his house at night and knocked on the door, and they had a gun. They were going to shoot him, and they saw he was carrying a baby, a two-year-old baby. That's this girl, Stephanie, and so they, they backed off. And Brownie got really angry with him and told him, you got to go there and kill him. I don't care if there's a baby in his arms, you're you're opening fire on him. So he was basically ordering the execution of a two-year-old child. So they went back and this time he came to the door without a baby and, and was shot and killed. There was a lot of anger about what had happened and a lot of... Lot of um, It's understandable, and, and a lot of unwillingness to express any form of forgiveness. But this girl Stephanie and her mum, they've had a, some sort of revolution in their life, an utter change of heart, and she wrote this, and I'm, I'm going to read it because it's very much in line with what we're talking about. It's very real, and it's real world. She said, to all four men and the Black Power gang that were involved in the murder of my father, Christopher Crean, my name is Stephanie Crean and I forgive you for murdering my father. For many years I have not spoken to the media about how I feel about this heartbreaking tragedy. I forgive you, not because of what you did in murdering my father was right, but because it was not right. I forgive you because it was not right. I forgive you even though there was mention of shooting me only at the age of two. I forgive you so that you may have peace and I too, so that your families may have peace, and so that the community may have peace also, and so that the nation may have peace, because it is what is right. I believe that with justice comes peace, and whether or not you are changed men, I forgive you. For many years the title above your heads has been of convicted murderers on the TV, in magazines and newspapers, and even on the internet. But today I write to you as sons of your fathers and mothers, as brothers to your brothers and sisters, as uncles to your nephews and nieces, and fathers to your sons and daughters. My dad was not a perfect man, but he was a good man. You too are not perfect men, but you can be good men. You may not be able to start a new beginning, but you can start a new ending, a good ending. I also am not perfect person, And I also have done things in my life I am not proud of. I also cannot change my beginning, but I can choose to have a better ending. I also can choose to be a good person. No one is perfect. We are all human. I also know this, that unforgiveness, and hate will not change any circumstance of a person until people understand that we are put on this earth to love until then there will be crime there will be hurt there will be war i forgive you all because i want you to start forgiving yourselves and once again i am not saying this because what you have done what you did was right but because whatever love you have left i hope you use that love to change yourselves to change the ending to your story and use that to help change others because if you don't you'll stand up in your shoes and te- who will stand up in your shoes and tell your story i hope you use it for good and i hope you use that love to give your families Because I hope that one day we all understand that love is the only thing that will give us all peace. Because forgiveness is the only thing that is going to set us free and change everything about our life's journey. So I will. I am proud of my dad for standing up for what was right. And one day I hope your families will feel the same way that I do when I see you change the ending of your life to an ending of men that are not perfect men, but were good men. Is that heavy or what? I mean, it's incredible. We, we, we live these lives, even people that hold themselves to be Christian where we have such a hard time forgiving somebody just because they said something bad to us or something about us or they posted something on social media that I didn't like. It was so hurt. (laughs) You know, it's so Mickey Mouse. And when we hold on to these things, we are not taking this inward journey. We are not following in the footsteps of the previous great saintly teachers, the acharyas, who teach by perfect example. And we need to be brave in our spiritual journey. We need to have a certain faith and a resolve that I'm going to do this, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to do it because I know that it is right. And in doing that, you change people. Brownie has spoken, and I'm going to do an interview with him at at some point, you know, uh, spoken about how he was impacted by this. Not very much. I'd like to sort of drill down into it. Because I, I think it's really important that people are able to see and understand the importance of actually following... these, these spiritual principles, they actually result in not only a lifting of all of the weight of the heart and the sorrow and the burden that we carry so that our life actually becomes peaceful, that we actually experience true happiness that grows with our spiritual understanding, but we can come to the most wonderful, enlightened, and liberated state by taking these chances. You don't, shouldn't worry about what other people think and whether somebody's offended you or accepting you or rejecting you or teasing you. We need to get focused on our own life, on our own journey, our journey to follow in the footsteps of these great Spiritual teachers, because it is in our interest. It is for us. In the Bhagavad Purana, there is a beautiful verse that says that it is the duty of everyone who is aspiring transcendentalist on this journey to cultivate the quality of forgiveness, which is illuminating like the sun. I mean, that's an astonishing statement that if I can practice forgiveness, genuinely practice forgiveness, that it becomes illuminating like the sun. It lights up my life. It creates a clarity Where I see the world differently. I experience life differently. And of course the opposite is true. When I do not practice forgiveness, when I hold on to these feelings and hurt feelings and things, when I hold on to this, not only is it not illuminating, it clouds me in darkness and ignorance. These, so it is the duty of all transcendentalists to cultivate the quality of forgiveness, which is illuminating like the sun. The Supreme Lord, Sri Hari, is pleased with those who are forgiving. This name, Hari, that we chant when we sing Bol, it has actually the most wonderful spiritual meaning to it. It means that that which or he who which removes all suffering, all the burdens of the heart, one who takes away the suffering. And so when one sings these spiritual sounds and these mantras, the natural outcome is enlightenment that we become inspired and empowered. We grow the legs to begin this journey. We develop the muscles to carry this weight. We uh, become resolved to actually do what is right, not what my mind is telling me and my emotions are demanding of me, but I do what is right because it is right. And the result is spiritual transformation and the increasing experience of enlightenment. So, I think that's about all I got to say. A pretty wonderful time to reflect on these truths. We should not be moved or we should not develop ideas and attitudes as a result. I mean there are so many people that feel somehow offended by having encountered people that may have not done a very good job of being a Christian (laughs) and they've got some sort of ideas that sort of like you know they find strange or different or whatever You know, we've got to get beyond these superficialities and the externalities and the the imperfections. We have to seek like a bee seeks honey. We have to seek the actual central spiritual truths that were imparted by all of the great spiritual teachers. There is a commonality. There is an eternal truth connected with all of them. And our life can transform. We shouldn't have to wait for some earth-shattering event. This lady, she's only 22 when she wrote that, you know, that is a result of, of tremendous spiritual maturity. And she may not know exactly how she got there, but her attempt to, to do what was asked of her, you know, they Uh, The most famous of Christian prayers, they call it the Lord's Prayer, I think, yeah? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. These two things go hand in hand. If we carry around anger and resentment towards others, even if we feel it is justifiable, it is wrong. And it cannot help you in life. If you want to come to the state of peace, this principle of forgiveness is essentially part of it, and we need to follow these wonderful examples of the great spiritual teachers and those who are inspired by them to also experience this change in our own life. Okay? Any question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, does, that, is there, does that include, like, uh, goodness of uh, myself, myself
1: or being deaf or being reactive in situations? Be in being of, one? A deaf or reactive. Yeah, I mean, I... Service.
0: You know, it's such a big... Reacting, is that the word you used? You know, it's such a big problem that because we are so superficial that when somebody says something, we get all, you know, bent out of shape and upset by it. A transcendentalist is unprovoked. And I'll use the example I've used before. If you're walking past somebody's house and a dog runs out to the gate and starts barking at you, do you get upset? Do you go for days and think, Oh I wasn't doing anything wrong, I was just walking by the gate and it started barking at me? You know, <laughs> You don't, because you know it's a dog. You know, the dog can't help itself. It's driven by impulses. Neither do you get down on your hands and knees on the ground and start barking back at it. That's ridiculous. And yet we do this because we don't have, we're not grounded in spiritual understanding. We're not seeing how a living being who is covered by a material body and cloaked in a mind that is filled with that's utterly covered, who is just getting overwhelmed by their emotions and all kinds of non-eternal ideas and saying all the stuff that I actually get offended. It's actually a, a lack of intelligence that I get offended.
1: So forgiving ourselves is a way of go, that sort of to the that
0: Forgiving a- ourselves What do we mean by forgiving ourselves? Uh, I, I, People use that term quite a lot, but um, I, I'm, I'm a little cautious about using it. I, I think it's fundamentally okay, but I'm a little cautious because it can lead into sort of strange places. Um, I'll give you just a little, a little idea here. The height of material entanglement and ignorance is the condition of utter self-centeredness. In a state of self-centeredness, you can experience a range of things, all the way from depression leading to suicide, up to murdering someone, raping someone, committing great violent acts on them because you're just so living in your own head that you're not seeing any bigger picture. It's utter self-centeredness. The other end of the spectrum is selflessness, where a person is utterly not in the taking mode, which is what self-centeredness is. It's all about me and what I can get, what I want, what I need, feel I need, what I'm going to take. Whereas selflessness is uh, one has a heart of giving of sharing where there is a concern a profound concern for all others and their suffering and the desire to try and work to alleviate the unhappiness and suffering of others that's the that's the the spectrum of possibility so um The idea of forgiving oneself can be utterly misunderstood and be totally in the realm of self-centeredness, poor me, self-pity, everything. I should forgive myself, you know. No, get get on with it, you know. (laughs) Snap out of it. Get a life. Go help somebody. Do something for someone else. You're not the center of the universe. It's not really all about you. You may think it is, but it's not. You know, let's get on with things here. So, I, I'm just reluctant to no, yeah, recommend that. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for you. And of course, the great agent for change and transformation is the spiritual sound. This is how one is able to change, how one becomes enlightenment.
1: You've broken string.
0: Such as life. <laughs> and you don't have any extras with you.
1: I do, but oh. take time. <laughs>